At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Oh, it's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe rolling alongside my man James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, we got second round NCAA tournament action. Eight days yesterday that went really well for me. Hopefully it went well for you as well. Eight more games here today, man. How we doing? Doing fine. I think yesterday was not a good day for me in college basketball. Mm. Prior to the last 10 days, had a tremendous run through the conference tournaments and in the first two days of the national tournament here with March Madness. Gave some money back yesterday. So, Femi, I got to ask you this, partner. Um, I decided not to chase some bets last night after losing some games during the day. I tried to refrain. Yeah. Say, I'm going to be disciplined, bankroll management, all the great cliches that we love to talk about here. And I don't usually adhere to that. I'm more of a gambler myself and not afraid to fire and take some shots. But I refrained. And I shouldn't because I would have gotten myself out of that <laughs> hole that I put myself in on Saturday. And I've had a great run and a way ahead play with plenty of house money. So plenty of bullets to fire here. But I need to ask you this my man we got a game tipping off here in just a few minutes houston illinois 
Should I get back involved? Are we going to get out here and fire? Should we have some fun on this show? Are you going to be the? Are you going to be that devil on my shoulder? Or are you going to be the little angel on my shoulder saying, "No, James, be happy, bro. Management, be good. Hell no. Should I just fire? Well, play the play the devil's advocate for me here, Femi. You know what? I'm going to be Switzerland. You know, I'm going to say if we find some value, let's go ahead and fire. But if not, you know what? Let's let's hang back a little bit. We got seven more games to get after throughout the day. Speaking of which, eight games on the schedule. We'll Make sure to tweet at the show. We want to hear from you guys over the course of these three hours at VSIN Live on Twitter. At Rounding Again is where you can find James. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. A couple of great guests, hopefully, to help us find some valuable bets here, James. Adam Burke, VSIN writer, contributor of Point Spread Weekly, joins us in studio for two segments at the top of the second hour. Derek Stevens, the owner of the Circa Resort and Casino, and Mike Palm is VP of Operations in their typical 1115 time slot over there at the Circa Resort. And a full breakdown of all eight games on today's card, including a preview of Houston, Illinois, in a matter of moments. We'll get to a little NFL. I want to get James's thoughts on all the wild moves that we saw throughout the week in the National Football League. But first, let's look back, James, before we look forward to today's action. Let's look back at what we saw last night there. I know you said that you were looking to pull the trigger a little bit. How about that Gonzaga-Memphis game, the Zags edging past the Tigers after being down by 10 in the first half? Yeah, I think for Gonzaga, that was going to be the question mark for their bigs. We know Timmy and the heralded freshman with Holmgren coming in. At, were they going to be able to match the physicality and the athleticism from the Memphis Tigers? Well, they didn't match it for the first 20 minutes of that half. I think Memphis had that 10-point lead and were able to to really get what they wanted on the interior against it because Memphis is not a great shooting team, but they were able to get in transition, get some turnovers, and get to the basket and get Holmgren into foul trouble. And we know they were very physical with Chet Holmgren. And then it was Drew Timmy stepping up like he's one of the one of the All-American players in college basketball the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Had a tremendous second half to bring Gonzaga back. 21 points out of Timmy. And then Andrew Nebhardt in that second half. I know there was a lot of chirping going on in that game. And Memphis was running their mouths at him. Man, that kid stepped up and made some dagger threes last night when it really mattered to, to secure that win. So I loved how Gonzaga in that second half stepped themselves up and said, look, we can, we can ball, we can bang. They're two leaders on on that team did that. I think for me, going forward with the Zags here, mm-hmm. concern obviously with Chet Holmgren. He's never met a weight that he didn't want to turn the other way from. And, right? I mean, I, it, I mean, he's 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 got tremendous game to him. I mean, he looks like Kevin Durant out there and has mm-hmm. that type of game. He is not Kevin Durant by any means, but can get his shot from anywhere on the floor and get up and over folks. But you got to be physical with him. That's exactly what we saw out of Memphis yesterday. Uh, but the, but. I think the red flags for me was not only the lack of physicality from Holmgren, we knew that coming in, but their defense. Gonzaga's defense was only able to force five turnovers from the Tigers yesterday. This is a Memphis team that had averaged 16.5 turnovers per game, and the fact that they were only able to force five tells you right there, as far as the athleticism on the wings, not so much being able to put a lot of ball pressure on opposing guards. And then I think the biggest piece, and they talked about it last night, it came through again, the free throw shooting for Gonzaga was an issue. It was an issue in the first game. Didn't matter because they were rolling through that first round, the second game, that second half against Georgia State. But yesterday struggled too. They're only shooting 53% from the free throw line these first two games in the tournament. Got to shoot better than that if you want to get to the Final Four. 
Yeah, it's interesting there. Gonzaga now moving on to face Arkansas in the Sweet 16. They're eight and a half point favorites against the Razorbacks. That game will be next Thursday. Total 154 and a half. We have plenty of time to break down that game. But Arkansas not necessarily built the same way as Memphis, but they like to run just like Gonzaga likes to run. Should be a fun game there with the total as high as it is. Also, my Michigan Wolverines, James. I I've been touting this team over the last month, ever since that Jawan Howard little uh, scuffle that he had out there in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, this Michigan Wolverines team, I asked anybody who would listen if they remind them of last year's UCLA, that Power 5 team that kind of underperforms in the regular season but maybe goes on a run. They defeat Tennessee yesterday in the second round, 76-68. to Hunter Dickinson was just absolutely terrific in the ballgame. Yeah, there was not a matchup for Dickinson from the Tennessee side, especially in that second half. And and you, and you saw it. I think for Tennessee going into this matchup, what had been really interesting about really the last month or so for the Volunteers as they were finding themselves offensively, sharing the basketball incredibly well. It was a team that shared the ball very well all season long. 63% of their field goals made during the regular season came off an assisted pass. And in particular, the last five games, including the tournament game in the SEC tournament games, for the Volunteers which they took down, they had been that increased to 75% made field goals off than assists. So passing up the good shot for the great shot, playing very unselfishly, good chemistry on the court out there. But we know this too: you got to be able to to make bas, you got to be able to shoot the basketball, and that's where Tennessee went south yesterday, big time. Two out of 18 from the three-point land for Tennessee. Great job by Michigan. Second half, really taking away the middle mm -hmm. of the paint, forcing, kicking those balls out, and that you saw the lack of confidence as the game progressed. I mean, it was a I think what do they have a six-point lead. Tennessee did with about seven minutes to go. Michigan closes on a 22 to eight run. Tremendous job in that second half to make their adjustments. With with their defense in particular for the Wolverines to advance. Yeah, the Wolverines outscore the Volunteers 44 to 31 in the second half. Dickinson 27 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. They're carrying his team into the Sweet 16 where there's a chance they could see their rivals the Ohio State Buckeyes. But we'll get into Ohio State Villanova here later on in the show. Real quick cuz we're about to tip off between Illinois and Houston, but I want to get quick thoughts from you on what we saw with St. Peter's and Murray State. The Peacocks are peacocking their way to the Sweet 16. Now the third 15 seed ever to advance to the regional semifinals. This story is just amazing, James. Well, and knocking off Kentucky for one. And I think that was where Kentucky not coming in, playing the greatest basketball in that backcourt. And we know Kentucky's heralded backcourt was banged up through the month of February, finally getting themselves healthy, but never got themselves back into an offensive rhythm. But they were really taken advantage of by that. I think St. Peter's, the pressure that they put on the ball, tremendous defensive pressure for both of those games. I think this is a team that they, it's going to start on the defensive end, the toughness that they show, the physicality that they show by far they're the smaller team with whomever they're going to face but they held Kentucky and Murray State to 39 percent shooting in both of those two tournament games with 11 block shots they go nine to ten players deep great production out of the bench in those two games for St. Peter's 57 points 23 boards 10 assists in those two games coming off the bench so it's not just five guys having to play the bulk of the minutes and you can come in fresh and in the four through 40 minutes that plays out and we saw Murray State I mean, I think they were expecting to play in-state rival. I guess you can say it a rival. Mm -hmm. In-state school, anyway, with Kentucky. 
and they would have been significantly the underdog, and they like playing with that role, these smaller schools having that chip on their shoulder, being the underdog to come in and pull that upset. In this case here, flip to the favorite, and here a big favorite, eight, eight and a half points. I think it closed at seven and a half points. Late money came in on St. Pete. So good for St. Peter's right there in Jersey City. I think they're, uh, what, 2,300, 2,200 are enrolled in that school? Femi, the high school I went to had more had more <laughs> students than what they have at St. Peter's. So good for them. It's a great story. Best story of the tournament thus far. Yeah, Jersey City stand up. We got this quick note from John Ewing, our buddy over at BetMGM. He said a better placed a $4,000 wager on St. Peter's at 200 to 1 to win the NCAA tournament just now. That would win 800K. Best of luck to that person. Uh, maybe yeah. you can find a different situation to hedge out of there, but I don't know if that ticket is going to come home. Uh, but real quick here, James, we're about to tip off between Houston and Illinois. The Cougars, three and a half point favorites, total 133 and a half. Any thoughts on this game before tip here? Yeah, I'm going to do. I was waiting to see if this number was going to move anywhere. So just one second. Bear with me, Femi. I am betting the under in this game. 133 and a half for three units. It had just went in. So I, I, I think for here, we, we know for Houston, this is not the same team that we saw from last year's Final Four ball club. Completely different, whether due to graduation, attrition, or and or injuries, key injuries early in the season with Mark and Sasser being gone early in December. This team has had to readjust themselves offensively. But I think we know for this Houston Cougars team what carried them last year to the Final Four, what's carried them to this point right now in this tournament and all season long is the identity of the defense from this team. They're going to be physical. They're long. They're athletic. They're going to put pressure on the ball. And the matchup for me here is going to be Kofi Coburn. Kofi Coburn, we know, mm -hmm. is such a low down in the post, but they're probably they're, what they should be doing. I anticipate they're going to be fronting the ball, be fronting the post on the ball side, and then once it gets into Coburn, coming off the weak side to double team with their other weak side big. Now can Coburn make that diagonal pass cross court, find those open shooters outside of Plummer? Don't help off a of Plummer today, Samson. He hits 41%. Make Frazier and Curbelo, who's shooting 19% from three, make Frazier and Curbelo have to make plays in the perimeter. I don't think they do it for a full 40 minutes. Under 133 and a half is my play. There we go. Under 133 and a half. I am on Illinois plus five, but it's a little bit of a hedge for me. I took Houston before the tournament to reach the Sweet 16, I should say, at plus 122. So I'm hoping for a close game, a low-scoring game as well, and a close victory for the Houston Cougars, maybe by two or three points, and we'll be able to cash both best. But we're just getting started here on betting across America. But you heard it there. James is on the under in Houston and Illinois. I am on Houston to reach the 16 at plus 122, but also Illinois plus five in the game as well. On the other side, we'll take a look at some of the other games here on today's slate. Seven more games to tip in the round of 32. This is Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team, conference player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe rolling alongside James Salinas. We're getting you guys set for all games in the round of 32 for the NCAA tournament. Houston and Illinois just tipped off out there in Pittsburgh. But James... The game of the day is the one that's going to come up at 2.15 Pacific time, 5.15 Eastern. When this bracket broke out, I was like, CBS is absolutely praying for Michigan State versus Duke is okay one final time in the NCAA tournament. And from the betting perspective of it, Duke enters this game six and a half point favorites over at BetMGM, the total 145 and a half here. And this is a game that I think a lot of people expected it to be Davidson taking on Duke, but... Once again, January, February, Izzo, and here comes Sparty. You know those officials 
on Friday night. We're not going to allow Davidson to be that team that was participating in this game. Come on. Conspiracy theory. It's a Sunday morning. Let's have some fun on this family betting show. I mean, you just knew it. And I had Davidson in that game and just felt like for Michigan State, we actually they actually had a Joey Hauser sighting. He had the best game of his two-year career since transferring from Marquette there at Michigan State. He's just never really fit into the program because Coach Izzo, you know what Coach Izzo is, the identity of that team for decades with Sparty, with him as the head coach there is going to be, you are going to be physical on both sides of the floor and Hauser's just not that style of player, Mm -hmm. but playing against the Davidson team, yes, that's not a very physical basketball team. He's going to be able to light that up, and he did. He had 27 points in that game against Davidson, plenty of open looks. He has the capacity to shoot the basketball, but that really, he's never fit into this offense. He's only averaged seven points a game, I think, through the two years being there with Michigan State. Uh, if I'm going to get involved, and I haven't gotten involved here, Femi, I'm not sure where you stand on this. I, I just, I think there's just so many intangibles that are swirling around in this contest off the court, right? We're talking about the matchup with Izzo, Coach K. They are in, they are in Greenville in South Carolina. I, I, I mean, I, Duke is a team where I don't trust this team defensively. Their perimeter defense is very it's, – it's just not a very aggressive defense. They don't defend the ball screens. They don't hedge. They don't they, – they really just don't play hard out on the perimeter. These so many five-star athletes out there that never really had to do that through their days as an AAU player. Yeah, let the other guys do the dirty work. I'm going to get out and run and show my, show my athletic has been transition to score it doesn't change now but if I'm going to take Michigan State does that mean I'm betting on Joey Hauser to have a repeat performance that's yeah. not a bet I like that's not a place I want to go too many things swirling for me in this game I the total this the side I just can't get on either I, I can't find an opinion for either way so right now I don't have a play on this game, Femi. Do you have anything on this game? Uh, I do not. I don't have a play on this game at all because I'm in the same predicament as you. I was like, I I don't really know if I want Michigan State to be the team that I go to war with in terms of fading Duke because it almost felt like a lot of people had this spot circled to fade Duke, hoping that Davidson would be there because Davidson does move the ball around pretty well. They could kind of test Duke's perimeter defense. They shoot the ball really well. But now here it is. It's Michigan State, and I'm looking at their numbers. Michigan State, 330. 30th in the country in terms of turnovers like this team turns the ball over consistently here and it's just well, sorry 223rd in turnovers 330th in terms of forcing turnovers so they turn the ball over but they don't force turnovers to get those extra possessions and I don't know if I really want to go to war with Sparty but you mentioned though James that the outside noise and the outside intangible factors are really hovering around this game and one of those is the pressure on this Duke basketball team particularly yeah. the players and when you're handicapping games, how much do you factor in something like that of like, wow, all this pressure is on these players to continue this Coach K run? Does that factor in any sort of way in terms of a handicap and making a play here? Absolutely. I just think about you think about their last game in Cameron against North Carolina and just got completely blitzed in that second half. I think caved under the pressure. This is you, you think about the collection of talent. The roster's loaded. We know that Coach K over the last handful of years has gone the one and done route with these guys being the the feeder system into the NBA. So talent wise, yeah, there's it's been there. But it's a team sport, and these guys just you know it's a young team, and it's it's a collection of, of so many different types of players that have talent, but there's only one basketball out there on the court Femi, and you got to understand how to play without the ball, both on offense and defense. And these these kids are just that style of play. Where if this was the the Kristen Leitner and and <laughs> Bobby Hurley and Grant Hill teams back in the back in the early 90s. 
team. Yes, that would be more so a team. Even other teams, I can think of, of leadership that has been there over the years, over the decades that Duke has, has been under the, the guidance of Coach K. But that's not what this team is. This is just a collection of, of superb athletes and great talent on the floor, but it really hasn't translated into a team game. So the pressure of that and the fact that you just don't have that type of chemistry with these players to say this is a, a, a solid Duke team, to be able to put those things aside, fight through and play through the distractions and maybe have that galvanize you as a team to rally for Coach K just doesn't have that commitment or that chemistry like we've seen in years past and decades past for the Duke. So if anything, it's a bet against when it comes to that as a bet for it. Mm -hmm. We've seen so many comparisons for this Duke team to that Zion Williamson Duke team that failed to reach the Final Four. They lost to Tom Izzo and Michigan State in the Elite yep. Eight that season there. And I'm not sure if the comparisons are quite the same. The path might not be as difficult for this Duke team, although on the other side of the bracket is Gonzaga in terms of who they could possibly reach and face in the Elite Eight or so. But to me, I'm almost fascinated by this coaching matchup because that's what the networks and everybody's going to be looking at is Coach K versus Tom Izzo. And we had the graphic up earlier about this coaching matchup between Izzo and K. And I kind of want to ask you because K has the five national titles. Izzo, though, is known for his one national title, but also outperforming expectations and taking teams that might not be as talented to deep runs in the tournament. Do you think that this is, if you were to play something in this game, you lean towards that favorable spot of Tom Izzo as an underdog with the less talented team? I would if I liked their team, uh, liked their guard play better. The Cassius Winston is not suiting up today and coming yeah. back into this game. And he's one of those guys, loved the game that we saw out of Cassius Winston when he was the leader of that team. The last time that they faced off in the Elite Eight in 2019, that advanced Tom Izzo to the Final Four. Really, Cassius, Cassius Winston was such a great player for them. There's nobody filling that spot since he's graduated and he's left the program. No one has really been able to step up in that leadership role at the guard position that we're so used and accustomed to, to seeing from Michigan State. You think about when they won it back, what was that, 2000? Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a, long, a while ago. <laughs> right? but yeah, yeah, but the, how those teams were then, this is just not that same type of team. So I would. I'd lean towards Izzo with that matchup, being the underdog role with, with the players that he's had because his guys, mo most of his guys are there for four years. They graduate and part of the team and they have that chemistry on the court that's just not this team I just don't trust the guard play enough and Joey Hauser is just not somebody that I want to have to bet on to have a repeat performance like we saw on Friday night against Davidson pouring in 27 points best game of his career in two years I don't see that happening I just don't know where to go with this game Femi so I'm probably not going to get involved yeah over at BetMGM John Ewing our buddy over there he put out the betting splits for all games for today's slate in this Duke Michigan State game right now with the number at six and a half 52% of bets, 53% of handles. So the majority is on Duke, but it's not the usual overwhelming majority that we see for this Duke team. So maybe people are itching to fade the Blue Devils here in this spot here because they've just looked so unimpressive in the final three weeks of the season. But as this tournament has shown us, what you see in the final three weeks of the season may not matter as we've seen Iowa, Virginia Tech, Tennessee bow out here in the first weekend of the tournament. Uh, we got a couple minutes here, Jim, so I want to start our conversation on Ohio State and Villanova because this is going to be a fascinating game. Tips off at 1140 West Coast time, 240 over on the East Coast. And the Buckeyes are at BetMGM are catching four and a half with a total of 134 and a half. Any early thoughts on this one? We'll do more on the other side, but quick early thoughts on this game between the Buckeyes and the Wildcats. 
I, I think this is probably, I haven't played it yet, this total's moving, and I think I'm going to be the contrarian underplayer today. I'm typically the dog and the underplayer as it is, but you think about how this matchup plays out. We know what Villanova is going to be, very efficient with the basketball. We know they shoot they, they shoot over half their shots from beyond the arc, make a number of those shots too, very efficient in the backcourt, and that. And they make free throws, too. Both these teams can shoot free throws, but I just feel like this is going to be a half-court style of basketball game. That's the way Villanova likes to play. That number at, at the total was 132.5 when I woke up this morning. It has ticked all the way up to 134.5, and, and I just don't see that style of play coming out. Senior forward Kyle Young did come back into the lineup for the first-round matchup on Friday against Loyola. He's a tremendous defender for them. He had missed the last three or four games with a shoulder injury, or as an illness, I believe. He is back out there now. I think he makes up for a lot of deficiencies for Ohio State on the interior. It just feels like it's going to be a grinded-out half-court affair. So I'm going to wait and see if that number ticks up anymore. But I'm looking at playing the under in that matchup. Yeah, that total, 134.5. The side Villanova favored by 4.5. The winner of this game will face Michigan in the Sweet 16 in that region. So we'll do more on this game. Ohio State Villanova also get you up to date on what's happening in Pittsburgh between the Houston Cougars and the Illinois Fighting Illini. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMG. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. Like this show, baby. This is why it's finger looking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, quick update on the game going on at Pittsburgh. Round of 32 action. Houston taking on Illinois. The Cougars up 12 to 7 with 11 minutes left to play in the first half. The live total which I know you're looking at 124 and a half with the Cougars favored by four and a half right now. Well, and it's defensively for the Cougars. We know who they're going to be. They've already gotten, they've already turned Illinois has turned the ball over four times just through the first, what, eight minutes of this contest. So that was where it was going to be. How were they going to handle? Was Illinois going to handle all the double teams that were going to come at Corbell or that were going to come at in Coburn and were Cobello and Williams and Frazier going to be able to knock down shots, eliminate Plummer from heading shots. He's their best shooter right now. Plummer is 0 for 2 from the floor, but four turnovers. And I think the story right now for Houston offensively is second chance points. They've had five offensive rebounds through the first half of this first half. So hitting the glass with their size and athleticism coming after made or missed shots because neither team shooting the ball right now very well. Femi, they're collectively 8 of 25 in the first half shooting the ball from the floor. That always helps for your under. We will keep our eyes on this game throughout the show here. We'll probably get a conclusion. We were talking all things UNC Baylor yesterday. We didn't even get a conclusion to that game during the show because we went all the way to overtime there with the Tar Heels edging past the Bears knocking out the defending national champions. But we were talking in the last segment about Ohio State and Villanova. Game tips off at 1140. Wildcats four and a half point favorites. Total 134 and a half. You're looking at a contrarian under in this spot. And I wanted to ask you about this Ohio State defense because you brought up Kyle Young getting back into the starting lineup after missing quite a bit of time there to end the season. Are you buying this Buckeyes defense because they've been so bad all throughout the season? That just kind of has been the rap on this team dating back to 
until last year. How much can we buy into this Ohio State defense, or was the first-round game more of Loyola's ineptitude on offense? Well, I think it was for Loyola, not the same team for Loyola coming into this year's tournament as it was last year when they were able to pull that upset over the Illinois fighting a lion eye from Illinois that we're watching right here struggle mm. to put the ball in the basket. Uh, I, I, because uh, they didn't have Krautwig there, the old man playing the high <laughs> yeah. post, old school basketball. For me, leaning towards the under here is not so much because of the fact that Ohio State is a, a mid-level defensive team. It's more so just the pace of the play. Villanova is not a team that is going to try to get up and down the floor with you. They're going to they're they're going to crawl the ball up the floor. They're going to be spider crawling for those drinks and just take it very <laughs> slowly, methodically, bring the ball up, and they want to post you up with their guards, in particular with Moore and Gillespie. Gillespie, the, you think of teams, and all right, they're going to play through the post, work inside out. That's what Villanova does, but it's not the bigs. They don't really. It's not a really big team. It starts with their guards bringing you and backing you down on the post and a player like Gillespie waiting to see, are you going to get a double team coming? Where is that going to come from? And knowing his teammates as well as they do because they have such great chemistry on the court together, great spacing on the floor, and that's why they get that's why they shoot such a high percentage from the three-point line, does Villanova, because they get so many quality looks, and so much of that is facilitated out of the post with Justin Moore, but in particular Colin Gillespie. I just feel like the pace of the play will be Villanova's style. Ohio State will have to get in that pace play, and Ohio State plays in the Big Ten. They're used to playing half-court type of games, too. This is not a run-and-gun type of team. Villanova will not allow any kind of transition either. They'll be great at getting back on defense with their perimeter players. So that's where I'm going with this total. It's more so the pace of play as opposed to great defensive efforts coming from, in particular, Ohio State. Yeah, Villanova, if they have the game their way, they like to play slow 345th in terms of adjusted tempo over there at Ken Palm. And we see that in the way they play. Colin Gillespie just bringing the ball up, just walking it up there. And this team, they are methodical with how they play. Now, one thing that's interesting to me in terms of Villanova as the favorite, I like this team laying points with them, not in this spot in particular, but just in general, just because they don't turn the basketball over. They have that senior laid in backcourt there with Gillespie. Moore has a lot of experience. Samuels is really good on the wings there. And now they're going to be against an Ohio State team that doesn't force many turnovers as well. This almost feels like if you want to back the Buckeyes, you're expecting them to have a much better offensive efficiency than what we saw in the first round. Yeah, and you would. I think for it helps getting Kyle Young back. I know Zed Key was back in this game too, off the bench, but he he didn't look healthy. He he didn't play a whole lot of minutes against yeah. Loyola. But I think for Young, just the senior leadership that he brings at the forward position, he's a very physical player. He's gonna set. He's gonna he's gonna help defend on the on the ball screens on the perimeter, and he's just he's gonna he's not gonna allow second shots. They are going to clean the glass. One thing that Villanova does not get a lot of are second chance opportunities. So I just I just think for. For, for Young's presence back on the court. We saw it against Loyola Chicago, really brought a, an edge defensively to them, brought a, he, he plays with some fire, and I think there's some some guys out there that are kind of, in a sense, uh, uh, you think about uh, Adele, and E.J. Liddell is a great player, but he's not, he doesn't bring that fire and emotion to the floor the way that Young does, and I think it yeah. starts on the defensive end there. So it's a, big, it's a big boost to have Young back out on the court. And again, it'll be one shot, one, one and done as far shots go for Villanova and crawling the ball up the floor, posting up the, the smallest player on the floor, Gillespie being the biggest post player on either side. <laughs> uh, tell you what, this Houston-Illinois game, I think these two teams are just doing cardio because I don't see much scoring going on, which both
bodes well for you here. I was looking at the box score while you were talking. In Illinois, 25% from the field, one of seven from three-point range so far. So uh, they're building that nice little brick house out there in Pittsburgh, and we're hoping that continues for your sake, James, as you are on the pregame under in this game between Houston and Illinois. Another game where they might be building a lot of brick houses, at least after the betting market thinks, is Iowa State and Wisconsin. This game tips off 310 Pacific, 610 over on the East Coast. The Badgers, after surviving the Colgate scare, are now three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Cyclones total at 125-and-a-half. Yeah, I think if you're if you're just introducing somebody to the the magic that is March Madness, <laughs> yeah, don't just... let them watch this game. Cause is there another game that comes on at the same time as this one? They stagger these games too far on these they Saturday do. Sundays. Can we have multiple games? I got all my TVs on. They're all in one game right now. But but yeah, I mean this is you think about Iowa State. This is not. I mean, they were, what did they win, two games last year? Obviously fired their coach in mm-hmm. a rebuild project here for Iowa State. And it's just not a team that has any flow offensively. And we saw that. I did take them plus the four and a half against LSU, but it wasn't a bet on Iowa State. It was more so a bet on the situation for LSU having Will Wade being fired and the fact that the transfer portal is is so fluid now. Kids don't have to sit out a year. You know, most of those kids were, once that news came down, they're, they spent the week thinking about where were they, what, what, program where they're going to be transferring to really not going to be committed to that to LSU program going forward so Iowa State struggled to shoot the ball as they typically do Tyrese Hunter had a great game was clutch in that second half hit some big threes to close out that game for the Cyclones over the Tigers but Chucky Hepburn that freshman the the freshman guard for Wisconsin he's a terrific on-ball defender that's going to be the matchup here Hepburn against Tyrese Hunter uh, and then Wisconsin to try to score the ball I mean when Johnny Davis does have the ball in their hands there's no other threat out there for Wisconsin there's nobody else that scares you to, to shoot the basketball to score with any consistency J- Davis I love it I think Johnny Davis if you're going to introduce somebody new to the college game just say when Johnny Davis has the ball and he's on the floor you can watch it from there close your eyes we don't want to watch anything else for either of these teams offensively <laughs> Davis was a tremendous player he had to score the final 14 points in that game for Wisconsin in that second half to close out that win over Colgate here I just I don't know where the scoring is going to come from from either team. I, I think it's going to be another slow pace of play. Iowa State is a great defensive team, and the mm-hmm. fact that Hepburn is going to do a great job on Hunter, that's another one I'm looking at. I'm trying to pull it up right now. I just got logged out. What do we have as a total here? The for total right now is 125 and a half. 125 and a half yeah. over at BetMGM. And I think that's probably, I'm looking at the first half total here as well. It's sitting at 50 and a half. I, I'm, oh. I'm going to see where this moves. we got some time to go. I know it's really low. I think it probably more so play for the full game. Uh, I just, I think that's, I can't find where these teams are going to score both beyond the 60s. I mean, how many games did Iowa State have this year where they scored, they didn't have a game where they scored like 42 points. I know the last three games coming into the tournament, they had lost three straight and it had averaged 48 points per game scoring in those three games leading up to to the the national tournament here on Friday night it's just a team that struggles in the half court to score no flow offensively Wisconsin will be able to defend the perimeter against Hunter and Johnny Davis has to do it all even if Johnny Davis scores 40 I don't know if Wisconsin scores 60 so I'll still be looking at the under at 125 and a half it's, it's funny you bring up Iowa State and their lack of scoring uh, 18 days ago they were at home mind you at home against Oklahoma State 
and they scored 36 points in a full game yeah, at home. No. That just shows the ineptitude of this Iowa State offense. But one thing to note, though, is that Johnny Davis told the media yesterday that his ankle's feeling a little sore. He turned his ankle late mm-hmm. in the regular season. He said, quote, we'll see how it feels tomorrow. That's what he said yesterday. So Johnny Davis, he might not be 100%. That might be a reason to fade Wisconsin because like you said that if he's not scoring at a high clip where do the points come from if Brad Davis is not hot it can get real dicey here for Wisconsin I'm not sure I could ever lay it with them they're laying four right now three and a half over at BetMGM with such a low total we'll talk about this game and more on the other side plus another update on Houston Illinois this is betting across America presented by BetMGM At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
betting across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make your first wager and win big during BetMGM's March matchups. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any college tournament game. And if any team hits a three-pointer during the tournament, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code MM200 when you register. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at MGM Resorts. Sign up today and use code MM200 to win $200 if any team hits a three during BetMGM's March matchups. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. So please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe rolling alongside James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, you're looking pretty solid here for this underplay right now between Houston and Illinois. The Cougars lead 21-11 to with 6.15 to go in the first half. They're now laying 8.5, live total 122.5. Great defensive game plan coming in, fronting Coburn <laughs> on the front side of the post, sending Biggs to come over to the other side when he does catch it. Coburn's just got two two field goal attempts so far. He was fouled. The flagrant one foul they just called on Josh Carlton. That's just a hard – it wasn't even a hard foul. Yeah. He kind of brushed him off there. They call a flagrant one on him. Uh, you know, Femi, it's a good thing Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason and them boys aren't playing college basketball in today's game. They, they, they'd never make it through their freshman season. <laughs> I, 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 it's, I, I look at this game right now, and it's the toughness right now of the Houston Cougars. This is a team that is uh, – they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. I think the fact that that was called a flagrant one only gets them even more fired up. Like, you're going to try to protect Coburn, who's the biggest player by far. He's probably the biggest biggest dude in that entire arena right now. <laughs> and you're going to call that on us for here. They've got seven turnovers already for Illinois. It's all about the guards or the lack of playmaking ability from the guards. Curbelo out of control again, 0 for 4 from the floor. Two turnovers already. It's, what, six or seven the other night in that miracle win against Chattanooga. The, they're not shooting the ball well. Four out of 17 from the floor. Nothing right now from the guards. Complete struggle offensively for Illinois. Great job again defensively by the Cougars. This team knows who they are, and they feed and play off that identity. Yeah, Houston is a terrific defensive team. Later on, we'll see another really good defensive team in Texas Tech. They take on Notre Dame. Tip-off 4-10 Pacific time, 7-10 over on the East Coast. And the Red Raiders laying 7.5 in this game, total 132.5. I have a play on this game, James. I'm on the Fighting Irish. I grabbed plus 8 here. But what say you? I just feel like for the Irish, is this? I, I've ridden them the last two games. I had them in that nail biter in that double overtime game in the the play-in or the first four or whatever it's called now. Where <laughs> I guess all the other 64 teams get a buy and these other teams get to play in advance. But I think for Notre Dame. Great game, great competitiveness in both of those games and playing an Alabama team that has been undisciplined all season long. And that's the opposite for Notre Dame. Offensively, I love what we see out of the Irish. This is mm -hmm. a team that plays very well together. Great, very well coached offensively by Mike Bray. This is not some of the, he doesn't have some of the best talent that we've seen there in his tenure on the Notre Dame sideline, but this team plays very unselfishly with the basketball, shares the ball for good shots, great shots, and they're looking to make move. I mean, they play, they run great stuff off the ball. Yep. And that's where teams, if you're undisciplined, you get caught ball watching, they're going to take advantage of you on the back cuts and the back doors and the back screens. Here, 
Man, this is the this is not the matchup. I think if you're Notre Dame, though, after the double overtime win, they carried that momentum over. Short turnaround, flying to San Diego, now going and competing against an Alabama team that's been suspect all season long. Now you're going to play a defensive, disciplined team in Texas Tech. Do the legs wear out here? I mean, it's yeah. been a lot of travel, a lot of competitiveness out there, and a lot of game minutes played for Notre Dame that doesn't go very deep into that bench. Is this where the legs start to fall short? I don't know. I, I've, I've ridden Notre Dame the first two games through these playoffs or through this tournament. I don't know if this is the, another game that I'm going to take the points here with Notre Dame. Maybe a first half play, but I just wonder for 40 minutes against that pressure that we're going to see out of Texas Tech in their half-court defense. Do we start to see some fatigue set in on Notre Dame as the game progresses, in particular that second half? So that's probably what I'll be looking for. I don't have a side in this game as of yet, Femi. I, I'm not really sure where to go with this. I'm just concerned about Notre Dame's legs for a full 40 minutes against that Red Raider defense. And I think that's a fantastic point, and it's one of the points that I, I almost wonder if, like, why did I step in it here, taking the Notre Dame fighting Irish with that plus eight? Now, I do love that Notre Dame is used to playing these slower-tempo type of games because Texas Tech doesn't really get out and Run. Their offense is kind of just it's not pretty to watch. It's good enough for them, but defensively, they're number one in adjusted defensive efficiency over at Ken Palm in the country, so they really guard you, but Notre Dame, they're methodical with how they go about it, so I'm hoping that because Notre Dame doesn't really get out and run, that maybe they can still have their legs, but it's going to be a lot of energy exerted on that offensive end, trying to work to get any sort of good look against this Texas Tech defense. Now, would you recommend almost like this is a good game to live bet because of the factors at play with this being Notre Dame's yep. third game in six days? I think so, and if I get involved, that's probably what I'm going to do. You mm -hmm. mentioned the fact that Notre Dame will play through the entirety of the shot clock offensively and wait for good motion. Because of their great off-ball action, they'll force teams to to be undisciplined and get, you know, fall asleep on the back door, what have you, not call out screeners and cutters, that type of thing. But Texas Tech is so disciplined, they can match you defensively for 30 seconds of that play, of that shot clock. And mm -hmm. I, I think, if anything, maybe I lean towards that total because, again, I just feel like Notre Dame, the legs, the, the fatigue has got to show up at some point, and they are going to force Notre Dame to, to be sharp offensively for the entirety of the shot clock on each and every possession. That Maybe that's where they just start to wear down in the second half. The legs get tired, and those jumpers that were falling, those open looks that were coming, maybe those cuts, they don't have as much energy to cut as hard as they have or to screen as hard as they typically do in yeah. that second half. So from the live betting perspective, that might be an opportunity. Really just start to see for Notre Dame, they love to try to get things going off the, off the pass, going to the basket. Do we start to see as the game progresses the shots? Because what happens, Femi, you start to see with players and teams collectively when fatigue starts to set in, they start to settle. So you yeah. don't work as hard to try to get those good looks, higher percentage shots. Do the shots start to come further and further away from the basket? If that's the case, you can tell fatigue is starting to set in, and that might be a chance to get in live. Yeah, I almost wonder if it's physically exhausting versus just being so mentally exhausting yeah. going up against this Texas Tech defense because they are absolutely sound in everything they do. Mark Adams has done a terrific job in his here as the head coach after Chris Beard left to Texas. A fun game out in the Midwest region later on this afternoon between Miami and Auburn. Tip-off 445 West Coast 745 on the East Coast. The Auburn Tigers over at BetMGM now down to six and a half point favorites. The total has also ticked down a smudge just a little bit here. 143 and a half in this game. What do you make of this game side or total? I like total. Uh, another game I'm going to be looking to play under and, and look at the matchup with the guards and 
you know, for Auburn, they, Jabari Smith, he, he's a lottery pick for sure. Maybe one of the top three picks, top top player coming out. Who knows, depending on, on what that plays out. But tremendous talent, and I think his game plays much better in, in the pros than it does right now in college, in particular with Auburn and having Walker Kessler coming over from, from UNC. I mean, they just don't really play through the post. Auburn just – I, I think for – watching this offense it's the guards and it's the they're just the lack of discipline and shot selection for the Auburn Tigers for Wendell Green who's never met a shot across half court that he didn't like and Kendall Johnson I mean they're smaller guards and I think these are two players that probably grew up always being the smallest kid on the court and always wanted to prove themselves and they're great ball handlers and they have the ability to shoot from deep and they've developed that range because it was hard for them to get shots off growing up being the smallest guy on the floor but it hasn't translated into a team game for them I just don't trust these guards to make plays and I think for Miami this is a team that will defend you on the perimeter. They'll pick up three-quarter court and p- apply some ball pressure, try to create some turnovers in, in that three-quarter court, half-court game to, to get some easy baskets because you're not going to get second shots for Miami against this Auburn team, in particular with Kessler in the, in the, in the middle and, and protecting the rim. I just, you know, there's something about this Miami team. I had them against USC that they struggle when I watch them, but I love Charlie Moore. That That is like, reminds me of Cassius Winston. We were talking about him yeah. from MSU, Michigan State. I really like this Charlie Moore kid. Such a cool demeanor that he has, but he's just one of those kids that plays with such confidence. A Chicago kid, you know he's played out in the blacktop. He's not afraid to get out there and mix it up. I really like his game. I was leaning towards the number here. Taking the points, it's coming back that way. You talked about it ticking down in favor of Miami, but I think more so this this total. I just don't see Auburn being able to execute consistently in the half court with their back court and the pressure that they're going to feel from Miami's guards, and Miami is not going to get second shot. So unless they're nailing threes, which they did not against USC, this is going to be a close game, a, low, a lower scoring game with that total indicates. I'm probably leaning towards the under here. Tell you what, James, we might be going head-to-head in this one because I'm on the over in this game between Miami and Auburn, and we'll discuss it more at length throughout the show, but you mentioned that Miami's really good at forcing the turnovers, and they are the 57th in the country, but I think their effective field goal percentage, what they do in the two-point range against that size of Auburn, as long as Auburn just throws it into the post, they should be able to score or at least draw some fouls. We'll discuss the game more at length throughout the show, but on the other side, Adam Burke joining us in studio, but take a look at the South Point Sportsbook Baby, we're getting it started here. Second round action on Sunday. It's betting across America. Hour one is done. Hour two on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.